Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus When Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, once again flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. I can tell you guys, he's chomping at the bit to get back in studio, and I'm hoping that's sooner than later. I get a chance to still uh, see him every Sunday up at Brookside Baptist, and uh, he's doing a great job. Doing a great job, and he. Uh, I keep telling him the show's never been better. The numbers are through the roof now that he's not my co-host because he can't come in studio, and I don't, I don't, uh, I don't mean any of that. I, I miss having him as my uh, as my co-host. He would love this show today. Our special guest. We don't talk a lot about NHL. Haven't had a lot of hockey guys on Faith in the Zone, but this is one that I'm really happy to have, and and I thank him a lot. Billy Butters. Former NHL star and now part of Hockey Ministries International, and he's uh, he's a Minnesota guy, which is okay. We'll uh, we'll let him pass uh, this week. Uh, Billy, how you doing today? I'm doing well, Mike. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Hey, I, so I had a chance to talk to you um, a little bit off the air a couple of days ago, and then again uh, one more. Day. I think yesterday we talked for a little bit. And if you could kind of share your your upbringing um, with, with our listeners, where you grew up and, and how you started playing hockey. All right. Well, I, I grew up right here in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. 
And uh, I came from kind of an atypical family back then. My my mom and dad got divorced when I was four years old. And uh, my mother um, thought it was would be very neat to uh, have a father figure in our lives. I had two older sisters at the time. And um, she got remarried, and then she uh, got divorced, and then she got remarried divorce and that happened six times and uh, then she thought well maybe I could bring my kids to church so she brought us to a church and uh, the books they gave my mother when we walked through the door uh, were heartbreaking um, my mother felt unwelcome and shamed and we walked out of that church and never really attended church much and uh, so I grew up just never going to church, never having faith in God. In fact, the antithesis, I, I really actually grew up hating Christians, um, just the way they treated my mother. And my dad got remarried to a woman, and they had four boys. And he lived his own life, and we saw him occasionally, but he was invested in their lives more than, than my sisters and myself. So um, it was kind of a, a different childhood um, in the 50s, anyway. It's probably more prevalent. But back then, it wasn't as common. And then, you know, I just got into the sports. Uh, I was a baseball player. I was a football player. And I really wanted to be a professional baseball player. My mom, we didn't, we lived in some dingy little places. We really didn't have a whole lot of place to go. But my mom would often play catch with me and throw me ground balls and pop flies and such. And I told her one day, I said, Mom, when I, when I become a, when I become a major league baseball player, I'm going to buy you the nicest house that money can buy. Well, in 1973, I uh, signed a, a professional contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I got a phone call from my mother, and she said, "Hey, Billy, where's my house?" And I said, "Mom, the deal was pro baseball, not pro hockey." There it is. So, <laughs> I was kind of a welcher on my deal, um, but then I, I played football, and I, I wanted to be. Um, a high school football coach uh, and as a phi ed teacher. And my mom didn't have much money, so I couldn't go to college. And I was a running back, and a, I ran the forty yard dash in about fifteen seconds. So I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna make it in football as a running back or anything like that. And then some of my buddies just said, "Hey, why don't you try out for hockey? You know, you play middle linebacker, and you know how to step up and fill the gap and hit guys. And they have people in hockey that are stupid. They're called forwards." And they skate on the ice with their head down. If you just step up like you do in football and hit them, you'll make the team. I go, really? Uh, so that, that's what happened. I tried out for hockey, and sure enough, these guys came down with their head buried, and I stepped up and buried them. I made the high school team, and yeah, things were going pretty well for me. And I, I, you know, I wasn't a great player, so I didn't think I'd ever play college hockey, but they had a referee. And because I had a reputation of being kind of a tough guy, the referee would always, in high school hockey anyway, back then they would try to make friends so they'd have an easier game to officiate. And this guy was going to, you know, at the face-off spot, and I was a defenseman, so he, he came over and said, hey, um, you ever think about playing college hockey? Oh, yeah, if I was a better player, he goes, just keep up what you're doing. You make it a chance to play. So anyway, a few nights went by, and, all of a sudden, my phone rang one night, my senior year, and this guy said, yeah, I refed your game the other night, and I really liked what I saw, and I'm the assistant coach for the University of Minnesota. My name is Herbie Brooks. 
and uh, we'd like to offer you a scholarship to play hockey at the U of M. What do you think? What? What? What, what was the What was the referee's name? Herb Brooks. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's what I thought you said. Like Herb Brooks, Brooks from from Miracle. That, that Herb Brooks. Yeah, that Herb Brooks. And uh, you know, back then he worked three jobs. He was assistant coach at University of Minnesota. He was he worked for St. Paul Fire and Marine insurance company and he was a hockey official yeah so i uh got to play hockey at the university of minnesota for glenn sonmore and then her brooks took over and i, I was his captain my, my senior year hey billy so, can i can i and not to stop you but i have to ask watching the movie miracle and watching that character of her brooks how how true to real life was the way he was in that movie well, I, I, of course, the professionals couldn't play in the AD Olympic team, so um, I had a different type of relationship with Herbie than, than those guys did. Um, but, yeah, that's the way he, you know, he wanted you to do things his way and he wanted you to work hard, and, and uh, yeah, he'd call it spade a spade. In fact, one day he told me, he said, Bill, you came in here as a crusher. That means someone who hits people. And if you think you're going to be a rusher, that's like a defenseman like Bobby Orr or, or um, Suter or some of these guys that can handle a puck. He goes, you came in here as a crusher, and if you think you're going to be a rusher, you're soon going to be an usher. That means that now it's out the game. And so, you know, Herbie had a way about him. Um, he knew how to put a team together, and he wanted people to do, fill their roles and play to their strengths. And, and uh, so... That, that was a pretty realistic, uh, Kurt Russell did a nice job, Boy, I have he, to admit. Yeah. Do, do you know, there's, uh, I, I, when he, when he, when the, in that movie, when he looks up at his wife after beating the Russians and just kind of looks, and she's so proud, I'm telling you, it's it's like I had tears in my eyes, like, I mean, you were, that's not really a movie that anybody should have tears in their eyes over, but man... Just all that that you know he was going through with the political side of it, and then the guys who wanted to tell him who should be on this team and what he knew it was going to take, and man, and then when he went in the back hallway and he looked around, there's nobody there, and he just kind of like said yes, and I thought man, he's just uncomfortable with some stuff, but boy, what a hockey man! Yeah, he he was. It's a great movie, and it did. And Patty and him were in love. You know, I, I knew Patty when her kids were young, and she'd be waiting for him after the games at U of M and in the lobby. And she was a beautiful woman, and just uh, they were life partners. It was, it was that was pretty well played by her as well. Hey, I'll tell yeah. you what. When uh, my wife had has that movie, and, and it's one that she recorded and has saved. And if she's going through, she I'll come home someday and some from the store or from work or something. And she'll be in the middle of watching that again for maybe the hundredth time. My wife Terry yeah. just loves that that movie. Hey, growing up in White Bear Lake, Minnesota, was was most kids like born with hockey st- uh, skates on? Not really. I mean, it, it isn't like it is today. I mean, yeah, we had White Bear Lake, we had Bald Eagle Lake, we had little ponds, we had outdoor hockey rinks. We played hockey, but we played baseball in the spring and the summer. Played football. There was, there, I don't know if there was one kid that I knew that specialized in the sport. We all were three or four sport lettermen and players. And, uh, you know, we just like hanging around in football game and we played football or soccer. And, you know, 
baseball team. We started throwing the ball around and bouncing in the gym until the snow melted. And yeah, um, some guys loved hockey, but we love baseball and we love football too. Yeah, well, that's good. I look. I, I coached high school basketball. I didn't hear you mention basketball at all there, my friend. But I, I coached yeah. basketball for a long time, and I always liked multi-sport athletes. I thought that that was you got the best out of kids when they weren't yeah. burnt out by the time they were a junior in high school. And I always thought if I had a quarterback uh, from the football team that had enough guts and courage that on fourth and one, you know, with eight seconds to go in the game to score from the one yard line, he certainly could step up and hit a free throw for me. Yeah. And, yeah I believed in well, that. The basketball coach is my English teacher and his name is Paul Mark. And, uh, he wanted me to try out for the basketball team. I said, that last one minute, I'd fall out in one minute to the game. <laughs> yeah, I could always use a tough guy that I could get five fouls from. I could have used you. I would have, I would have made sure you were on. The rest of the game, you'd have to be having another tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> I would identify the guy in the other team that couldn't shoot a free throw. And I'd go, hey, go get him a couple of times. Let's get him to the line. We were talking to Bill Butters. Billy Butters, former NHL star, and he's now a big part of Hockey Ministries International. He's up in the Minnesota market. HockeyMinistries.org is the website. If you want to go and kind of take a look at some of the things that they, that they do, you know, what they do about us, you know, that kind of stuff, it's a really good read. It really is. And when you read about um, when they talk a little bit about what they do or when they talk about about us, you know, understand that for 40 years and longer now, you know, they go into arenas, um, ice-level approach, interact with players in informal settings. Their approach is best described by Veteran Hockey Ministries team and Stanley Cup winner uh, Chico Rush. He says, Today is, is a church. Today a church is not only a dwelling or building, but also something much more fluid. Sometimes the church is a rink. Sometimes it's a locker room, a hotel lobby, or an encounter that takes place on the ice. And I and I agree with that. I, I really do. I think, you know, today's church is, is wherever you're at. Could be the grocery store, um, for that matter, and, and, and that's where it can be. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to Bill Butters. Second segment, I'm going to ask him for his testimony. And after watching some of the things and doing some research on him that I did, it's a very powerful testimony. And, and I just, I wish Pastor Ken would be here because this is the type of testimony that he absolutely adores. Again, we're talking to Bill Butters, and we are talking Hockey Ministries International. Again, Hockey Ministry, HockeyMinistries.org is their website. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus When Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight 
pick 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen and you changed the world Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern, our special guest. He is Bill Butters, former NHL star, now part of Hockey Ministry International. And, and Billy, before we get to your testimony, we love asking guys for their testimony in the second segment. Can you talk a little bit about where you played hockey? Sure. I played uh, at the University of Minnesota uh, for four years, and then I, I played. I, I was signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I was sent down to their minor league team in Oklahoma, and uh, then I jumped leagues. It was when the NHL um, was pretty much a monopoly, and some of the older guys and some of the stars thought um, maybe we can go to this World Hockey Association, it was called, and guys like Gordy Howe and Bobby Hall, Derek Sanderson, and and some of the stars in the NHL, David Keon, guys like that, left the NHL and uh, went to this WHA. And then they they were had a 17-year-old draft. The NHL draft was only 20-year-old then. So a lot of these young players, instead of junior playing junior hockey, like uh, Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier and Dennis Sobchuk and um, Craig Hartsburg and all these guys, they were the young guys. And then the teams needed to fill in from their superstars to the young guys, they needed to fill in, so they were signing some uh, rugged players like myself to fill in the rosters. So I played in the World Hockey Association uh, for the Minnesota Fighting Saints, for the Houston Arrows, that's where I played with Gordie Howe and his two sons, Mark and Marty, uh, with the New England Whalers, and I played with Dave Keon and, and Gordie Howe there, and then the Edmonton Oilers before they were in the National Hockey League. And then I played in the National Hockey League with uh, my hometown team here, the Minnesota North Stars, before they moved to Dallas. Wow, what an incredible career that that uh, that you had! Uh, was there a team? And I'm going to ask you late in in the show um, if you could put one more. You could take a jersey. I took every jersey you've ever put on your entire life, any sport doesn't matter, and put them in a closet. And you could pick one out and get one more game. And, and we'll ask you that late in the show. But, boy, to, to put on, you know, the Fighting Saints or the Arrows or the Oilers, the Whalers, you know, the North Stars, man, you played at a really high level. Yeah. And I have to correct my, you on this, Mike. You said I was an NHL star. I was an NHL player. Not much of a star, but I, I did get to play. It was a lifelong dream. You know, I, I, like I said earlier in the first segment, I wanted to be a pro baseball player. But to get to play a sport, get paid for it, it was it was a kind of a dream come true for a little kid from Minnesota. Yeah, Bill, Billy, for a guy like me, and I watched it. I watched a bunch of game tape on you this morning. Uh, a couple of fights, by the way. Um, but I'm telling you, you're watching your highlights. You're a star. You played at a level where 99.9 percent of people could never play. So in my in my mind. That, that, that you know, you played for a number of teams. That you're, you're a star in 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 my eyes. So I, I don't mean to embarrass you with that, but that's just the way I feel. It's my show, pal. So I'm going to call you what I want to call you, and I think you're a former NHL star. <laughs> hey, hey, Billy, can can we ask you? The second segment is always such an important segment for our listeners. Um, can we ask you to share your testimony with us? I, yeah, you sure can. I'd love to. Um, and again, this isn't to uh, highlight me or anything, but if you listen to a post, you're going to see 
the hand of God and the glory goes to God. Amen. And uh, so I, I was a, I told you in the first segment that kind of a broken home, moved around, didn't, didn't have a lot of stuff going for me. And the one thing I, I really wanted in life was to have a home, someone who really loved me for who I was, not because I could score a touchdown or hit a home run or score a hockey goal, but someone just to love me. And I went to the university, I think there's 44,000 people there, and I figured 20, half of them were women. I figured I'm not that bad looking the guy. I can find a girl out of 22,000 women. So um, it was before Title IX, so the young women couldn't play sports. They could play on club teams or things like that. But I, I saw a girl, and she was gorgeous, and she was a cheerleader, and I was a hockey player. And I asked her out. She had a boyfriend, but she wasn't engaged or anything. So she went out with me, and we kind of hit it off. And uh, we got married. Like seven months later, the Toronto Maple Leafs signed me and flew us up to Toronto for a honeymoon. But my job in hockey wasn't to score goals or make pretty plays. It was to be kind of a, a disturber, a disruptor. And if I had to drop my gloves, I was more than willing to do that. So I was actually paid for seven years to live outside um, the rules. If I played by the rules, uh, the coaches weren't too happy because I was there for one reason, and that wasn't to, to look pretty, but to cause some stuff. So what I found out as my marriage grew and after the first year was that when I live outside the rules in any part of my life, it creeps into my private life. And even though I was married to a girl that I thought I loved, I was not a good husband. And I did some things that I'm very ashamed of, but I was living outside the rules of marriage. And my wife's a beautiful person and all the guys on the team loved her and, you know, Everybody liked her. She just got a wonderful personality. And, and one of my teammates challenged me one day, and he said, Bill, what the heck are you doing? You have a wife, and you had, I had two kids at the time. I had I have three. But at the time, I had two children. My wife was pregnant for a third. And he goes, what are you doing? And I, you know, I go back to my mother when the, she brought us to church, and she wasn't living a very clean life and how the people judged her. And I go, here's another Christian judging me. And I felt like punching the lights out. But what he said was true. And I, I didn't know how to get out of the, the mess I was in. And uh, he invited me to a hockey camp. The average salary in the NHL in, in the 70s was $55,000. So we weren't multimillionaires like we are today. So a lot of guys worked hockey schools and that. And, and I said, sure, I'll, I'll work. How much are you going to pay me? And he said, well, it's a Christian camp. I go, hold it. <laughs> a Christian camp, that word just makes the hair on my back stand up. I go, you got to be kidding me. I said, I hate Christians. Goes, well, just listen. I go, I said, I don't want to come to a Christian camp. And then he tried to tell, sell me. And I said, okay, if I come, how much are you going to pay me? Right. He said, Bill, I told you it was a Christian camp, and we want everybody to volunteer. And I go, that's the other thing I hate about Christians. Not only are they judgmental, but they're cheap. They pass that big plate at church. What do they do with all that dough? They never pay anybody. So you can tell I had a cynical attitude towards Christians. And, uh, but for some reason, I went to the camp. I think it was because my wife circled the date on the calendar and pushed me out the door. But <laughs> maybe some higher power was actually leading me there. And then what I saw was very disturbing. Hockey players not using swear words. And after the practice, the kid would take off his glove and come up and said, hey, coach, that was a great practice. Thanks. Thanks. And I, I go, hockey players hate the coaches. 
they, they used bad language, you know, and, and these kids were different. And then after my ice session, I, I was walking up to the dorm, and I saw these six kids. They were sitting under a shade tree reading a book, and I, I'd gone to Minnesota, and I knew how to read, so I was going to ask them what book they're reading. And they, they said they're reading the Bible. I mean, 12-year-old boys, six of them, sitting around a shade tree reading the Bible, and I teased them. I said, you've got to be kidding me. You're reading the Bible? I said, I don't even know who owns one. And they're, they're probably scratching their heads going, this is a Christian camp, and one of the instructors is teasing us to read the Bible. And then they'd ask me to go to lunch. And then they'd ask me to hang out with them. I just didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to go home. But I stayed there, and they kept not pressuring me, but I, I actually think they were, I thought they were demons, but maybe they were sent by God to, to just talk to me. And finally one night they asked me to go to a chapel. And I, I, I'm so far from Christ, I didn't know what a chapel was. And they said, it's just like church. Like that was going to be some big selling point for me. I go, no thanks. And, and they were kind of shocked, and I, I walked away from them. But I peeked in the door, and here there's like 120 boys, and then they had counselors and pro hockey players. They're singing about this guy named Jesus. And they're, they're enjoying it. They're singing. And then they, they have a guy come up there and talk about these, these kids. And I'm going, man, this is really weird. But the next night, and you mentioned him um, earlier, I think, but this, this guy by the name of Chico Rash, he was a goalie. He played for the New York Islanders. He played for UMD Bulldogs uh, up in Duluth. He was an All-American goalie. He was an NHL All-Star. He won a Stanley Cup. And he was going to be at this chapel. So I said, you know, I played against Chico. I know him a little bit. I'm, I'm going to go listen. And the guy, the guy got up and he started to speak. And, and Chico was a goalie, so he's he's saying that being a goalie is the greatest position in all the league. I'm thinking that's not true. It's the worst position. Guys are ripping pucks at you. You've got all this gear on and defend yourself. And he said, but you know, if you if you're a goalie, you want all the pressure in the world on you, and you make a save and you. New York playing against the, the New York Rangers, the Madison Square Garden, going Chico, Chico. But then when you let one in, they go, "You suck, you're a sieve." So, but it's just good if you're an athlete, you want that pressure to win. And I go, I, I can buy that. But then, then he goes into this whole spiel about, you know, someday you're having a bad day, they get a bad goal on you, maybe someone's in front of that, and, and the goalie gets mad and he, he punches the guy in the back of the head or hits the stick, and. There's a rule in the National Hockey League that it's rule number 27, and you can read it in the NHL rule book. It says, if a goalie takes a penalty, he never has to serve it. The coach picks a guy and puts him in the penalty box. Now, now I'm ticked off because I go, I've, I've been a lot of times in the penalty box. They even call it the sin bin. And I've been in the penalty box myself. And when they score a power play goal, you got to take the walk of shame back to the bench. Everyone's boring you. But he said, the goalie, the goalie never serves a penalty. And I, I served the goalie's penalty. I know that to be true. And I'm, I'm scratching my head. And he goes, isn't that just like Christianity? I go, what? It's nothing like Christianity. Christianity, you can't smoke, you can't drink, you can't dance, you can't play cards, you got to go to church, you got to get help old ladies across the street. <laughs> I go, where are they going to this? And he says, it's just like Christianity because you have a heavenly father who loves me. And I'm going, I don't even have a earthly father who loves me. And I have a heavenly father that loves me so much that he took his one and only son 
and put him in the penalty box, not 85 feet away from the bench, but the cross at Calvary. Amen. He took your sin and my sin, and he took it so we could stay in the game. And that was the first time I've ever heard anything about a loving Heavenly Father and that there could be forgiveness for the sin I had. And I walked out of that chapel that night, kind of scratching my head, and all of a sudden those 12-year boys were saying, hey, coach, can you come up and talk to our group? And I was a pro hockey player at the time, so they combined two groups. So now we have 16 12-year-old boys in a snowy dorm room with no air conditioning on a hot July 7th, 1980. And I'm up there, and they go, hey, how many goals did you score in the NHL? And I said, one. But it was against Tony Esposito. He was the greatest goalie ever. <laughs> and they said, well, everyone says you're a tough guy. And you're in over 100 fights. I said, yeah. And he said, but I only won two. So my hockey record really didn't impress him. And, and then they said um, to me, it says, you know, it doesn't really take any toughness, Cole, to swear or hit someone with your stick or to punch him. It takes real toughness to forgive someone who's hurt you or to love someone who's unlovable. And I'm going, man, I... I'm here trying to teach these guys how to pass a proper state. And they're, they're telling me some real-life issues here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm listening to these kids talk, and, and then the, they looked up their watch and said, we got to get going, so let's stand up and, and uh, let's pray. And I go, pray? I've never prayed before. And then they said, let's hold hands. So now I'm in this hot dorm room holding these hands with these little 12-year-old boys, <laughs> and they're going to pray out loud. And I, I heard a person pray. I didn't know what to do. And the first boy prayed that I could know what love was. You see, I could, I knew what sex was. I had two kids. My wife was pregnant for a third. I knew, no, we just actually had our third kid. I knew what sex was, but I did not know how to love and respect and cherish my wife or my children. I had no idea what love was. And then the next boy prayed, he said, Lord, I, I pray others could have peace in his life. Now, I don't know where these guys got their information, but when you're a liar, when you're living a double life, there's no peace. And they just kept praying for me. And, and the next boy prayed, Lord, I pray that Coach Butters would know you, Lord Jesus, as the Lord and Savior tonight. And for the first time in my life, I fell to my knees. And all of a sudden, I felt all these little fingers on me. These boys are putting their hands on me. And they prayed for me. They prayed that and told me that if I asked God to forgive my sins, that Jesus would forgive my sins. And if I invited him, invited him into my life, I'd be a new creation. My old way of life would be gone, and a new would come. And those little boys led me in a prayer to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And it was unbelievable. I, I Honestly, I felt the, the whole weight of the world off me. And then I, I went home, and I... I had to sit down to my wife, with my wife, and I told her, Debbie, I became a Christ follower at this camp. And she was excited, and I said, but here's the bad news. I've been unfaithful to you for the last six years. I've been drunk. I've spent our money. And it was like I crushed her. She started to weep. And just didn't. You know, we sat in silence. Then a few minutes later, she put her hands out, palms up. I placed my hands in her, and she looked me in the eye, and she said, the same thing that Jesus said to me the night before, I forgive you. Let's rebuild our marriage. 
Jesus Christ. And uh, that just propelled me into ministry to tell my hockey buddies they can be great hockey players. They can, they can play hard. They can play tough, but they can love the Lord. And they can be men of integrity. Amen. And yeah, that, that's kind of it. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I got it. You know, I, I, I feel like I'm 100% Irish. I'm one of those tough boys from the east side of Milwaukee, but these testimonies get me, man. And this one, there, it, it just has, it's just uh, how emotional. And, and, and the reason I said in the beginning I wish Pastor Ken was here because he he's done a lot of youth camps. And to hear that story of these 12- and 13-year-old boys that are, are, are strong enough with who they are to be able to say, come join us, come come sing with us, let us let us pray for you. I just, you know what? Thank God for those kids. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, he is Billy Butters, and I, you know what? He played in the NHL. He's now a star. How's this with the Hockey Ministries International? Go to hockeyministries.org, hockeyministries.org, and take a look at what they're all about. And if you're feeling led, there's a place there to donate. And to, to continue to have guys like Billy and some of the other people that are that are giving their life in hockey ministry, uh, this would be a great way for us to be able to help him out. Again, hockeyministries.org. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern, and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen them to change the world. Well, the moral of the story is everybody's got a purpose. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, our special guest. He is Billy Butters, former NHL star and now part of Hockey Ministry International. And I got to say this, Billy, you know, you grew up, you you were a tough guy. Yeah, you know, I got in a, I got in a couple of fights in my life and, and I always considered myself kind of a tough guy. And, you know, I'm, I'm tearing up when you're telling me and we're talking off the off the air and you're tearing up when I'm telling you. Matt, I'm kind of happy where I'm at right now. I don't need to be a tough guy anymore. How about you? No, I'm strong in the Lord. That's all I need to be strong in. <laughs> Amen to that. Hey, you had talked about um, you know other teammates and things like that. One of the uh, I, I watched the the story of Billy Butters on YouTube this morning. That was from your church, and that was really good. And you were on the rink with one of your grandsons, and and it was a really emotional. Um, story the 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 one that really caught me was the the one that you did with Jack Carlson, and I I just I watched it twice. It's a it's it's a relatively uh, short um, uh, YouTube uh, video, but it's you guys sitting together and kind of laughing and, and and joking a little bit, and you guys were roommates, 
And once that you decided that that you know you were gonna you were gonna accept the Lord in your life, Jack kind of walked away from you. Jack was you want to talk about a tough guy? That was a tough. That was one of the tougher boys in the NHL, right there. Yeah, he, he might have been the toughest. He may have been the toughest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and what? So what happened? And I'll just tell the story because we've just got two short segments here. But but Jack didn't want to be Billy's buddy anymore. And they kind of like went their separate ways. Well, Jack and his wife, because Jack continued in the lifestyle that he was doing, and his wife said, look, this isn't working. This isn't what, you know, what, what we, we, what, you know, your child and me, what we need. So you need to go. And he was in the living in the basement of a buddy's house. And he turned on the TV and it was a Billy Graham um, the outing and, and it was on TV and Billy Butters was there and Jack Carlson said man look at his life and look at mine and he reached out to Billy and Billy said come on I'll be your teammate we're teammates come on I'll help you and now they're you know Jack Carlson is is, uh, is a strong strong born again Christian and they're doing some Bible studies with other hockey players and man what a great story that is Billy yeah you know, we, there's so many parables. The goalie one that I said, and the other, you know, the goalie parable. But um, Proverbs 27:17 speaks of this. You know, you, when you when your skate gets stole, you bring it in, you get them sharp, and they put a hedge on it. 27:17 Proverbs: As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And and Jack and I have been friends since the mid 70s, and and we stood by each other in hockey fights and brawls and. And uh, he was always there for me, and I was just grateful that God had got a hold of me, and Jack saw a difference in my life, and we were able to sharpen each other, and I got to lead him in a prayer of salvation, and he's been growing in his faith. And Amen. I was a pastor at his uh, his wedding. Wow. So, yeah, that, that was cool to be able to marry him and his wife, and uh, it was very, very nice. Man, that is awesome. Hey, can we talk a little bit about uh, Hockey Ministries International? Again, um, big part of what Billy is doing right now in Minnesota is part of HockeyMinistries.org. And and go to that website. Take a look at the website. There's some really good information on what they do, how they do it, what their beliefs are, some of the resources and events that they do. And there is a, a, um, a donate tab. And you can go through it. I went through it, and you can get right to Billy's um, name if you want to help um, him continue in this in this these ministry this ministry that he's in, or if you just want to donate in general to Hockey Ministries International. But it's a really easy way to be able to show Billy that we believe in what he's doing. And so, if you're being led um, to this again, HockeyMinistries.org, Billy, tell us a little bit about day to day, kind of what that entails for you. It, it's a year-round ministry, so in, in the summertime, I mean, there's 850,000 youth hockey players in America, and, you know, not all, like you said earlier, not all are going to play in the National Hockey League, so we try to do chapels. We have a young man in, in Oklahoma. He's the head of our youth um, ministries. His name's Stacy Bauman, and that's that's the guy you should really be supporting. This guy's awesome, and uh, so he's trying to get chapels at the youth level. Yeah, but we have we have 38 hockey camps, I think, 38 or 37 hockey camps in nine countries in the summer. We teach guys how to skate, pass, shoot, and then we, we share the gospel message with them. And, 
And then we try to do chapels with them during the year at the youth level. And then we have junior and college level um, chapels during the hockey season where myself or some of my teammates go and uh, we talk to the GM, to the coaches, and we get permission to meet with their teams. We give them the Bible. We meet with them on a weekly basis. We pray with them. We try to encourage them to get into God's Word. And uh, so it, it's a year-long ministry, and, and it's just it's a beautiful thing because everyone knows that youth hockey and youth sports, I mean, they're gone all the time. They're in tournaments. They're not at home. They're playing, whether it's basketball, volleyball, soccer, hockey, whatever it is. But God has been pushed out of our families. So we try to introduce Jesus to these kids and their families at a young age and then, you know, keep encouraging them all the way through their career. And then I, we, and Don Lismer, our president, Don Lismer Sr., has an NHL alumni uh, chapel group, and we meet on Zoom calls. And we have about 50 ex-NHL players that tune in twice a month for that. Boy, oh, boy. That's a lot. You know what? I didn't... That, that's awesome. I, I really like that number. And, and uh, one of the things that the hardest uh, part of Faith in the Zone sometimes, Billy, is to find guests that will do what you've done, which is put aside, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to just talk to me, to just come on this show and, and talk to me about your life and share your testimony. And if there's any of these guys that, that you're dealing with at the college or, or pro level or guys your age that, that have played that you think would be a good fit for Faith in the Zone, please let me know because I hockey is not my strongest uh, uh, suit. So if there's anybody that, that you would want me to reach out to, please let me know. Hey, um, before we get to a break, I, I read a really nice article, the Herb Brooks Foundation Youth Hockey Hall of Fame. When, when you were inducted, beautiful picture with, with you and Debbie. And, you know, the opening line to it was something like, hey, when, 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 when God made uh, Billy Butters, he broke the mold. And, and then it was just a really cool article about some of the things that, that you have done in your life. And, and being put in the Hall of Fame for Youth Hockey and the Herb Brooks Foundation had to be a, a really, really cool thing for you. It was. I mean, Herbie... I got to speak at Herbie's funeral. Herbie was not just uh, my coach. He was my friend. He was a father figure to me. And, uh, yeah, one day he told me, he said, Billy, you're a character. I hope someday you'll have character. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) that stuck with me my whole life. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, um, it's just a beautiful picture of uh, of you and Debbie, and it just, uh, it's really nice. One of the other articles I read, Butters reflects on, on hockey and ministry, and that was from White Bear Press, your hometown newspaper. And uh, that was October 29th of 2016. And, man, yeah, hey, for as many fights as you got in, you're, 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 you're a handsome man, Billy. You look good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have. I, I, I took the picture with my teeth in, and I have like 244 stitches in my face. So if you get up close, it's not that cool. Well, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you this. You all kicked your coverage like a bunch of us, pal. You understand yeah, that, right? She's way too She's too good looking for you. Yeah, she is. Man, yeah. just a beautiful article on, on Billy and his wife, Debbie. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Again, do me a favor and and go to this website. They're doing really good work. Hockeyministries.org. And and take a look if you're feeling led 
um, hit the donate uh, button, and it's very simple. You can hit a couple of buttons and 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 be able to 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 put some money in in uh, his fund because that's how he's paid. Uh, people like us that 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 really believe in in the ministry that he is working and and that hockeyministries.org is all about. And if you look at that, read some of the stuff because they're not shy. They will tell you straight up what they are, what they believe, and and why they're doing what they do. And I like that when I can read that on somebody's website, and it's right there, hockeyministries.org. When you get to a break, other side of the break, all these teams he's ever played for, a lot of different sports when he was a kid, we put all those uniforms in uh, in the closet. He gets to pick one uniform out, play one more game in his career. What uniform does he pick, and who do they play against? We'll find out. He is Billy Butters, again, former NHL star, now part of Hockey Ministries International. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Because I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody Save my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen and you changed the world with the moral of the story. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern again flying solo this week, our special guest, and he's really been a good one. He is Billy Butters. He's part of Hockey Ministries International. It's hockeyministries.org. If you want to learn more about him, learn more about this ministry with hockey. Hey, Billy, I've had a lot of fun with this last segment throughout the last year or so. Every team you've ever played on, from Pop Warner football, you know, to playing for the Minnesota North Stars and every team in between, we took every uniform you've ever put on and put them in a closet, and I allowed you to pick one uniform out and play one more game for one more team. What team would that be for, and who would you play against? Well... I'm going to have to go off the wall here and say White Bear High School. My number was 20. I was a linebacker. I was a fullback. I was a kicker. And I played football um, with my buddies, my childhood buddies. Yep. And we had a group team. We were undefeated. And uh, they, they didn't have the state tournament then. They just ranked everyone. And we, we had the best team in football, but because – uh, I don't know the political powers. They they ranked Albert Lee, Minnesota, ahead of us. And uh, I would like to go back with my high school chums and play Albert Lee back then and uh, prove who really was number one. Oh man, I would. You know what? I'd I'd pay. I would pay to come to come see that that game. Hey, as a fullback and a linebacker, did you like playing offense more or defense more? Actually, I like playing defense because, I mean, I, I played the offense like I played defense. I, I didn't have any speed, so I had to run into people. Right. <laughs> so I could just use my shoulder and my, 
my helmet back then, you know, to run guys over. But um, defense, you could do your hand, you could clothesline people, you could throw them down. So I guess I like defense better, but I just love the game because my buddies were there, you know. It was really special. Man, I, I love that answer. I, I, I like answers about, you know what, and the reason I'm picking this is because I grew up with these guys. These were my guys. This is, I played sports with them since I was in third grade, and I'd like to I'd like to play Albert Lee to find out who really was the better team. Did you know anybody um, on that high school team? Well, I their quarterback actually went to the university when I went there for hockey. I forget his name, but uh, he played for the Gophers. He never played quarterback for him. I can't remember his name, but. I think that's why they they rated Albert Lee ahead of us because uh, he was actually calling audibles at the line. That was something new. So they thought that was cool, I guess. Did you ever tell him that, hey, hey, look, I went to White Bear Lake High School and I think we were to beat you guys? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I bet bet you did. And had you not, I would have tracked that boy down, whatever his name is, and I would have had him on our next faith in the zone when you come on, so you could tell him, you could tell him that. Hey, Billy, I can't thank you enough. It, what a great show! And and you know, please say hi to Jack Carlson for me, and and would love to. You know, if you could ask him, I'd love to invite him to come on Faith in the Zone. And and again, hockeyministries.org is where you can go. And if you go there. Read read about what these guys are doing, and and it's a it's a company that is in Canada here in the United States, and they're doing great work in hockey, just making sure that that people understand that hockey is just a game, and the Lord is their life, and and they're doing a really good job um, with that. Hockeyministries.org uh, is where you can go to get more information. Hey, Billy Butters, thank you so much, sir. I'm a, I am was a huge fan of watching you play uh, with the videos I was watching today, but I'm a much bigger fan of you as a man right now. So thank you for that. Hey, thanks for the invitation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And, and all my Keyshead friends in Wisconsin, you know, I love you guys. Uh, you got a better football team than us, but, uh, you know, that's okay. And a better women's <laughs> hockey team, maybe. Yeah, they do beat the Gophers. You know, they're they're both one and two. It's like Canada and America. It's a two-team race every year for those teams, usually. Every year. Men's hockey, not so much right now. Badgers been struggling a little bit. Yeah. Well, the Gophers have a good team this year, so take a look at them, too. You got it. We will. He is Billy Butters, again, HockeyMinistries.org. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 a.m., the fan. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Stage fright, and they 
David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is everybody's got a purpose. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future, in vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.